drop, stop, slow down. I know you want to get to your segment, but right now, you're going to, on the fly, read this. Anybody. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Dawn. No, I'm just saying, I had some thought. And then I went back to milk, eggs, <laughs> brown sugar. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. We will start with this nice email that came in uh, yesterday morning, right after the show. Rad at radradio.com. It is from Cat. Says, I would truly like to express my appreciation towards the show. I am a transgender high schooler, and I've been listening to your show for literally my entire life. I'm graduating this year, and after all of the intense struggles I've gone through with an unaccepting family, mental health struggles, actual physical abuse in my relationships, you guys have been there with unwavering positivity, albeit with a bit of sarcasm. (laughs) No. Especially with things like Butt Monday. Yes, that's... (laughs) We're turning that, in, turning that into a shirt. No kidding. Yes. It's fabulous. Uh, I revel in how much fun you guys are. Thank you for everything that you do. And especially, Dawn, keep your everlasting light shining and keep making all of us who have nothing better to listen to on weekday mornings have an overall better day. Wow. Sweet. Well written for a high school kid. I know. Oh my gosh. Much better than I could do. I, I'm, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure for all the reasons we don't even need to say out loud, Cat is way ahead of most people graduating high school. Based on the experiences Sadly. that they have gone through. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, I got an update here. Uh, yesterday, I promoted uh, a NorCal Gun Vault's two new classes without knowing whether or not there were actually any slots left. Uh, I believe it was uh, it was Kyle or Brandon quickly hopped on the website and said, well, if the website is up to date, they're still taking signups. So I heard from Eddie at NorCal Gun Vault in Rockland. Both of the classes are, as of last night, half full. Uh, they're doing a, a Stop the Bleed class and an Active Shooter Civilian Response class. Once the, they're sold out, they're sold out. That You don't have to pay for the uh, Stop the Bleed class. That one is uh, no cost, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on March 2nd. And the Active Shooter Civilian Response cost is 150 bucks. It's a two-hour session, same date. Uh, and again, they're both half-filled up. And Eddie wanted me to mention that the youngest age eligible to take the classes are, is 12 years old. A lot wow. of people aren't thinking. So, I, I mean... I, I love that. Active shooter, you know, I mean. It's a reality. This all started with school shootings. Oh, no, my So, God. now, whether or not you, you, you want, I mean, your kids are exposed to it at school. I mean, yes. you know, this reality that Dawn and I can't even relate to. No, they do drills. It it's, it's blows our mind. Shooter drills. Um, but, uh, so they're getting it there, but it's available, and both of the classes would be available for as young as 12. You just sign up at NorCalGunVault.com, go under the training tabs. And it is sad because... Mass shootings are are common now, especially at schools. And so you think, oh yeah, that all happens on the news someplace else. But it actually happened uh, to my uh, stepdaughter at her school, and it was actually a gun threat from a kid who was sitting at her table. Oh, good. No. So it, it's it's a process. It's a thing. It, it's been very uh, very trying to to work with the school and find out what they're doing to mitigate it all. But yeah, it's very real. So the younger you can get them in there, unfortunately, to get them me- mentally and emotionally prepared would be a great thing to do at NorCal Gun Vault. And the active shooter class is specifically about how do you identify a shooter what do you do? How do you take care of others? And and so they could take the what they're trained to do at school and apply this knowledge, and, and hopefully they'll never need to use it. Uh, my kids would have got the worst education ever because I would have been homeschooling them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think, A, you could call that an education. Uh, and and I, I doubt they would have passed their very first uh, uh, test or whatever they have to do where you check oh in with the, with the state. They would, Ma'am, no, this is not going to work. Uh, we have an update. A couple of weeks ago, or last week, I forget, uh, Brianna wrote in, one of our Briannas, and said, 
Uh, we're having a chili cook-off at work, and uh, which one of Rob's recipes should I use? Because there's, there's actually like seven chili recipes. <laughs> Why that voice? Because it's Brianna uh, that we have in the, the main uh, cookbook. All of our cookbooks are available at radradio.com in the Stupid Store. Superstore. Uh, so uh, Brandon and I offered up what we think are the two best chilies. Uh, the My personal go-to lately and favorite based on what I crave, is the Texas chili, so it has no beans. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, just yeah. ground beef, some yes. tomatoes, jalapeno, yes. uh, and a bunch of spices. Um, but Brandon's favorite is exactly what I would go to usually if I just wanted more, uh, I guess, consistency. Substance, yeah. Yes. I yeah. think when when the original chili recipe, which is my go-to, it's the OG, um, it has a lot more well, it has kidney beans in it, so yeah. it gets you fuller quicker. And and slightly different spices. Yeah. Uh, and so we told her, you know, because there's other recipes in there that are like, for me, once a year, a southwestern chili, a white bean mm. chili, things like that. But if you're going to do a, a cook-off, a contest at work, one of those two. So she chose, she wrote in the other day, yesterday, said she chose the, uh, the Texas chili, no beans, wanted some advice on do I make it at home and then take it in in the crock pot or do I, do I barely make it and then finish it at work? So I told her just finish it at home. Go in, keep it warm, and I wanted to know the results. So, she wrote in. uh, And she says, the Rad Radio Texas Chili was voted the overwhelming favorite out of the seven chilies at work. Hell yeah. Uh, And she uh, sent along a picture of the uh, first place award she got. She got a a little chili pepper on a a stand that says first place. (laughs) Cool. Uh, She said the notes from the various employees that tasted the chili were things like, quote, this has everything chili needs. Quote, this is real Texas chili. Quote, nice. this is by far the best chili. And, quote, I ate three bowls. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. Chili cookouts are the best. Right. When you read it yesterday, I was envisioning, uh, help me, boys, The Office. Who, Who's like the, he was the dumber. Oh, Kevin. Ke- yeah. Kevin. So- I envision there's a there's an episode Rob where he's bringing and he's so proud of his chili beans right and it's like this huge like bowl not bowl but this huge pot and he's carrying it in and it spills all over the floor. I've seen the gif. Yes, yeah. that's why I was like, God, I hope nobody does that at his at our office. So I discovered something new. I didn't realize you could put a can of chili or a. If you have a, a pot of chili made, take a scoop and put it in a thing of macaroni and cheese and call it chili mac. Yeah. Brand new to this. Just found out. Delicious. <laughs> Which, that is like the one use for canned chili. Oh, right? Yes. I mean, canned chili, you still have great memories, you know, as a kid, camping oh, with dad. Yes. But that's one of those foods you open up as, as an adult and you go, oh, no. This How is... Why, why did I ever consume this? This is too close to dog food. Yeah, oh, and 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 uh, yes. um and canned beef stew. Same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. really? God. How did we not mm-hmm. notice those mm-hmm. smells well, as a kid? Eh, you Honestly. don't. You don't know. You know oh your taste God. buds. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> oh, of food, uh, uh, if you're watching us live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, the things you may notice. We just got this email. And says, it looks like there's a party in the producer's studio. Kyle is pulling out endless food bags. What is all that? (laughs) Yeah, so Brandon and I were in the studio working late, and Brandon was helping me out quite a bit, and... uh and I really appreciate his work effort, so I offered Aww. him dinner or breakfast, and we settled on breakfast. So I went a little crazy and ordered some breakfast for us this morning. Oh, nice. Sweet. Thank you, Kyle. Oh, thank um, you. We have a quick update here. Uh, we've been following, obviously, the progression of, uh, of AI uh, and robots and such. And, and it's, it's been kind of determined, for the most part, by everyone. As we, we talk with Ian from uh, tech to you Tuesdays, uh, which we do every uh, Tuesday morning at 11 a.m., right after the uh, Mixed Picks Sports Show, which is at 10 a.m., uh, but the, the, the sports shows every day. Uh, and, and I think we've all kind of come to the consensus that, look, we don't know where AI is going to land. But so far, the, the overwhelming benefit 
is in the medical industry. The things that they are accomplishing with yes. predicting, um, like, like they, are, they are working with AI on being able to, uh, Dawn comes into the office, fills out her medical history, they take a couple tests, and AI says, you know what? You, are a, you have an 88% chance of getting bladder cancer. Ooh. We're going to treat you now. We're going to start changing your behavior, things like that. Tons of potential. So uh, that's been kind of the thing with, with that and these, oh, my God, the, the advancements they've made with the ability of robots to do surgery. Uh, when the, what, no matter what you think of Elon Musk planting a chip in a human being last week, Ugh. a robot did it. They made the incision, planted it right in the oh. brain. It's extraordinary. Yeah, and no. and oh. the nice thing about robots is they don't have shaky hands, <laughs> they don't sweat, they don't get nervous. But they didn't have a fight with their spouse on exactly. the way into work before the surgery. <laughs> Someone didn't bring in the music they wanted, and All, this is the music they gotta have during surgery. They didn't get a bad night of sleep. Yeah. They're not hungover. There's so many Ooh. things, right? Okay, in Florida, 78-year-old Sandra Seltzer from Boca Raton had a procedure to treat her colon cancer using what's called a Da Vinci robot. It's a four-armed machine activated by a doctor who operates a camera and a surgeon who manipulates the robot's arms from a console using a joystick and foot pedals, although the robot is calibrated to not, if the doctor makes any mistakes, the robot goes, nope, I'm not going that direction. Oh. It, it, it's like, I, I won't, the, so like if the, if the doctor, the, the human doctor has the shakes, the robot calibrates for it and says, hmm. okay, you want me to go this way. So what's the point of having the doctor if the machine already knows what to do? It doesn't. So oh. the machine doesn't know where to go exactly, but it's told what to do, and then it calibrates out, or it's supposed to calibrate out human error. Hmm. You know, this reminds me of, I think it was on Grey's Anatomy, uh, one of the medical show, like, dramas, where the surgeon injured their hand. Mm. So, like, and they were afraid they were never going to be able to do surgery again. This would solve that for someone. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, she went into surgery at the Boca Raton Regional Hospital. There's a freestanding cart equipped with four arms. One arm holds a camera or the laparoscope. You know, it goes inside. Uh -huh. uh, and then the surgeon operates the other three hands, quote, quote, by putting their fingers into sets of loops behind a console. Each arm is outfitted, the three arms, with forceps, scissors, scalpels, and other surgical tools. And they can cut incisions about the size of a dime, all on the robot arms, right? Yeah. The movements are precise and result in less blood loss and trauma to the surgical site than would an open surgery with a larger cut done by a human doctor. Incredible. I, I, listen, I, I know I've mentioned this a bunch, but it, it, the reason being it's sad how many times I hear it. Just this week, um, I went to an appointment and ran into someone that I'd known a long time ago that also had a hysterectomy. And she um, is now, this is months and months later, and they cut things they shouldn't have, and she is like, has nothing to do with that part of the body, but you're dealing with so much right there that, um, yeah, like she could have died, and they injured so many parts, and she's getting all that worked out. And that's the luck of the draw. You're either gonna get a really good surgeon that knows what they're doing, and is going to not have these horror stories happen. Some women, their bladders are never the same. Just so many different things that can occur. It's amazing to me. With something like this, doesn't sound like that's that would happen. So is the price of the surgery still expensive, or does it go down a little more because we have a robot doing it, and you can't really give a robot a paycheck? Well, I mean, it, it, come on, we don't. We that's all. That's all. Medical industry and insurance companies, and they're they're you're still paying your deductible. Whatever they're, well, whatever they're charging, they're charging. That's behind the scenes stuff, and there's there's no there's there's no effect on us. Well, well listen, uh, I still want my surgeon in that room. Well, he, well, he has to be. No, no, I'm saying no matter where how advanced this gets, 
I, I, I feel like the the payment, right, is still to the human because who wants just the, the robot in the okay. room? Okay, stop with the payment stuff. Ugh. That's all insurance company stuff. It has nothing it to do with this all right, all right. at all but whatsoever. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, okay, great. Like, yeah. <laughs> Take it offline. Uh, all right, back to the back to the robot who's doing the surgery. Uh, the, the arms, remember the arms that have the forceps and the scissors and all that? Mm-hmm. They're all wrapped with little rubber sleeves to prevent electricity from in any way leaking to areas of the body outside the very precise surgical site. Cool. There's only one problem here. These robot things are still built by humans. Yeah. We haven't advanced to the point yet where AI can replicate into, we'll get there, they'll replicate themselves into robots and then they can build other robots, which will be more precise. Because this robot burned a hole in the woman's small intestine during the surgery. Oops. Led to a deadly internal leak and she died. A fault allowed stray electrical energy emanating from the robotic arms to burn her internal organs without the surgical team's knowledge. No. It's happening outside of the view of the cameras. Oh. A hole in the small intestine released uh, digestive enzymes and bile led to an infection, oh. and she went into septic shock. No. Oh. So. Okie dokie. Well, I guess it mm. depends on what robot you get to. As long as, long <laughs> oh as there are humans involved. Jeez, that's awful. Mm. So it's not just as easy as like pulling the plug out of it and or like putting an emergency stop on it because the electrical current is so built up that it's just going to emit itself into the stomach. Right? They, they they didn't know it was happening. That's, oh, that, that was yeah. the problem. It was out of their sight. There was no indication anything like this was going on. And um, oh. by the time they found it, she was in septic shock. I think you'd smell it. Uh <laughs> Like when you burn hair yeah. while you're grilling. Okay. Yeah. No, right. I mean, you know, okay, sure. obviously there wasn't a smell, but you would think it would emit some kind of smell. Yeah, like, no, what's I mean, right? You know, like, you know, or just smoke. Kyle comes up with the what most that smoke? out there <laughs> thoughts, and then you, you think about it and go, yeah. actually? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Cherie wrote in and said, uh, my hysterectomy was done by a Da Vinci robot. Um, all right, we got this email as well. Uh, this is from Anthony. I, I just, I, I, I hate that I'm reading it. I hate, I hate that Anthony had to write it. Uh, He says, uh, some of the front office workers at my kid's school found out that my daughter, who's 12, does her own laundry as a chore. One of the office workers even mentioned her being too young for that kind of chore. What? She borderline gave me a look as if I was running some sort of child labor sweatshop. Now, when I was 12, I was mowing the lawn, washing cars, and edging bushes. Am I in the wrong, or is this just some snowflake office worker? Regardless of anyone's opinion, my daughter will still be doing her own laundry. But I am honestly curious about how others may see this. By the way, it was my daughter's idea to do her own laundry, and I am a single dad. Oh. Yeah, Anthony, I, look, anybody can, you know, call or write in. It's 888-989-9811. It's RAD at radradio.com. thing that matters most to me is that you say, regardless of anyone's opinion, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. And, and it really does feel to me like you're, you're, you're asking as a curiosity. I I, the, I focus on other things like why did this even come up? Yes. And and why does the, the why does this front office worker um, have have the audacity to start telling you that it that you're or alluding to you running some sort of child labor sweatshop? So the answer is she's a snowflake or he is or she is whatever a she uh, she's a bitch. Um, I. I, I doubt I would have been able to contain myself if I were you and not asked to speak to the principal or whoever would have been her boss immediately 
and ask the very questions that I'm asking. Um, and I think it's fantastic that your daughter stepped up and said, I want to do the laundry, which she probably did because she's reaching that age of becoming a young woman. She realizes men don't know how to do laundry. Okay, so I'm thinking the situation. I'm thinking maybe the daughter is complaining at school about having to do it to her friends, and this office worker maybe overheard the conversation and is thinking – no, the other kids have to do laundry, and she's being she's she's having to do more chores than the average kid. No, I mean I don't know why she's complaining if it was her idea. Yeah, well that seems weird. Um, and uh, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. No, it goes back to how you no. started this. It's really even sad that you have to email this. I, I, honestly, it, because of kind of what Kyle was alluding to there. Sadly, yes. As each different generation of kids in our family have grown up, I've absolutely seen a trend of kids later and for whatever reason i don't know I'm, uh, adults are doing all their stuff until these kids are in high school and or beyond or be yeah and, and i find that absurd there is absolutely nothing wrong with giving your kids chores as little as two and three they want to help with stuff of course you're not having them do hard labor but having them learn at a very young age to help keep the house of where they live a certain way with the help of the family as you're working as a team is a wonderful, beautiful thing that will also set them up for life. There's absolutely, and you know what? Yes, she probably is the only 12 year old in her school, maybe two other kids that are doing their laundry at 12. And probably that's why it seems so excessive to that woman. Wow. It's absurd. That's pathetic. No, uh, it is. I've I seen, mean, oh my God. Look, no, no, look, I, I, I know. Oh. And obviously, this is all anecdotal. We don't have any stats here or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I personally know of a, of a few, few people who, who have kids in college and they're doing their laundry for them no this is a this is a 12 year old this is Damn. you know don't talking about kids that are very young helping out this is a 12 year old that's not very young no. it's time to learn life skills yes you need to know how to do your own laundry it becomes something that eventually you are going to have to do yep it's it, it's so absurd that we, that we don't have age appropriate you know uh, uh, an escalating scale of, uh, scale of what these kids are learning at home matt wrote in and said my kid is in first grade and she's doing her laundry. Good. I oversee and help occasionally, but she knows how to use the machines and fold. I learned at the same age, too. I don't wow. know. Yeah. Th th that office worker would have had a heart attack with one of my friends. Her daughter now is in college. But I remember her coming to her mom, I don't even know, age 10 or so, wanted to get paid for all her chores around the house <clears> because she heard her friends do. And her mother sat her down and said, no one pays me when I come home and do the dishes. This She just explained to her in a way, like, this is a part of living in a house with people. These are things we have to do. If you come up with things that are above and beyond, then I'll pay you for those. So she would, like, wash the windows or scrub the different things that we don't really do. And they have to do it well. And do it well. <laughs> She's like, I'll pay you for that, but... You doing laundry, you helping with dishes, you helping to dust. No, you're not getting paid for that. That's part of living in a house. And if that doesn't work, since her premise was that her friends are getting paid to do your chores, you go back to the uh, the age-old, well, if all of your friends jumped off a bridge, <laughs> would you follow them <laughs> argument? Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, uh, one of our uh, Kyle Army members. says, please tell Anthony as another single dad. I have three kids, 12, 9, and my 7-year-old daughter. They all do chores, including laundry, yes. and oh. they also help light the burn pile outside. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That's the job. Oh, yeah. They all want to do yeah, that. Yeah, that one. That's the reward. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Hello, uh, Ryan. Good morning. Yes, I just wanted to let the letter writer know that we have seven kids, 25 all the way down to eight. Oh, they all started doing their own laundry from six years old on. 
My da- my youngest daughter right now is eight. She does her own laundry. My 11-year-old does her own laundry. Good. And starting at 10, they're in the rotation of cleaning their own bathrooms. Good. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, oh I love this. All right, so let's much. get to a win Rob's change. We do it every morning at 6.30 and 9.30. And yesterday, we gave away $3,422.90 to Rachel in the mega bucket. So we're starting over with a new amount of change in the bucket, uh, and we start with a bow being put on the uh, the present that had nothing inside of it that is Meg. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. Meg was our 9.30 contestant on Wednesday, and she made a guess of something like $5,400, and about an hour later she wrote in and she said, son of a bitch, I grabbed the wrong damn number off of my spreadsheet, and she wrote in her email of, of yesterday morning, uh, the correct answer is, and she had it, thirty-four twenty-two ninety, and then out of nowhere, we played Win Rob's Change yesterday at this time, and she was caller eighteen, and her phone dropped. No, no, gosh, no. We would have gotten a winner, and it would have been Meg, had her phone not dropped. And then at nine thirty, Rachel was caller eighteen, and she won three thousand four hundred twenty-two dollars and ninety cents. And Meg wrote back one more time oh, and said. Congrats, Rachel. I hate you. <laughs> I can't believe my luck. Lame sauce. All right. So, so far, response. Uh, the, uh, the Mega Bucket Clues were written by Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, who also wrote in with an update and said, I am still riding high. After the excitement of Rachel winning over $3,400 in the Mega Bucket yesterday, I'm also thankful for those maggots who wrote in in appreciation of my clues. She, she also offered a guess for the new bucket because I did say yesterday I gave you a clue. I said, we could legitimately get a... a Right away, first-time winner, if you're paying attention and in touch with some of the things the show has been doing and talking about the last few days. She has an interesting guess. Can't tell you if it's right or wrong or not. Uh, she did say, P.S., I never did eat the actual king-size Kit Kat bar that sparked my idea. She was trying to figure out, how am I going to do this for Rob? What is it? Okay, I need a snack. She goes to the drawer. She pulls out a king-size uh, Kit Kat bar from the <laughs> snack drawer, and she goes, oh, the barcode. That'll be perfect. And that's where she led everybody. She says, I still have it. Maybe if I ever meet Rachel at a rad event, I can give it to her. Cool. All right, brand new bucket. All you have is the picture to go on and my clue. A little common sense. Uh, and if you give us the right amount of money, you'll win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.